Hey, buds. Thank you for tuning into today's episode when you can literally be doing anything else. If you guys are somehow liking the content that we're putting out for you guys weekly, please feel free to leave a like or a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And if you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube at the Fantasy Buds Podcast. You can leave a like or comment. And you can subscribe to us. And if you even for some reason decide you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Fantasy Buds Podcast to keep up with all of our daily advice and shenanigans. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Why is Mike Boone even why? involved <laughs> at all? Like, like, why is he part of the game plan? Fire him! Like, exclamation why? points. I put exclamation points on this. <laughs> Yeah, you just put explanation points on the way you said that, so. Yeah, Dude. that may have been loud. I'm, I apologize, but not really. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fantasy Buds podcast. And I have some good news for you all. The listeners that we do have, we have a name for you now. And we are going to call you Buds. Our Buds. Our little buddies. So those that have been tuning in and listening to us, you're our little buddies. You're a part of a community now. Congratulations. <laughs> so to start off, um, week one, it was a little, it was awful. <laughs> week two, complete opposite. So I lost all my leagues week one, won them all in week, week two. And then this week, it was just back and forth. Some weeks I, or some leagues I dominated, some leagues... I lost a close matchup. Two. I lost. I just did horrible in some leagues. Like I played the 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 high score in others. It's been it was very up and down. Specifically, one league, our dynasty league. The man to my left is now three and zero in my division, and I am one and two. Yet again. For the third straight fucking year. And uh, I'll tell you the reason to that. Is Nathaniel Hackett. Because I am a Javante Williams owner. And the underutilization. Of Javante Williams. Is criminal. It is criminal. And I have a shirt. Today. And I'm going to put this on. I said we got to show him the shirt. I'm selling this at $19.99. <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> Thoroughly thought out, made in China. Fire Hackett. You read this? Fire him. You Jeff Bezos looking motherfucker. After three weeks into his head coaching career. That's all he gets. That's all Fire he deserves. Fire you ball. have Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, and you put Mike Boone as your fucking third down back. You're splitting <laughs> carries with Melvin Gordon. Like week one, all right, it was cute. Fine, whatever. But you're doing this every fucking week now. Why is Mike Boone even why? involved <laughs> at all? Like, like, Why is he part of the game plan? Fire him! Like... Exclamation what? points. I put exclamation points on this. <laughs> yeah, you just put exclamation points on the way you said that, so. Yeah, Dude. that may have been loud. I'm, I apologize, but not really. Uh, it's, it's really frustrating, especially because I think all of us know Javante Williams really is that good. You just got to let him, like, play. He's the, he's the best running back they have. Yep. Without well, question. They 
traded up in the draft to get him. So why do you do that? It's also good to know, um, uh, Javante Williams right now, he was going in like the second, third round of most of your drafts. He has 36 points right now through three weeks. We do play with some bonuses, so our rankings maybe might be a rank or two off from other rankings out there. But The points are relatively in, close. In, in our league, he is running back 19 yep. for 36 points. I'm going to give you some players who have more than 36 points right now. Zach Ertz is actually tied with him for 36 points through three games. Jamal Williams has 45 points through three games, who you most likely got for free in your draft. Uh, the most hated player in the NFL, Antonio Gibson, 40 points right now. 40. Through the first three weeks. 40. Cordero Patterson, the running back for 58 points. That is almost damn near double Javante Williams's points. I just feel like something's got to give. So for this, him. this leads us into a big topic that I want to talk about today. And this is a trend that I've been noticing over the last few years. And it's really coming true this year. We talk about the tight end position dying. Being dead. I think the running back position is on its way. Follow the money of the NFL. Who's getting paid? Quarterbacks and receivers. Running backs aren't anymore. Nope. I will tell you, so in our draft, 10-team league, and I would say this is probably the same as other drafts, in the first four rounds, these are the players taken at running back. Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, CMC, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Javante Williams, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, and James Conner. Now, through three weeks, now it's not a large sample size, but it is a relevant sample size. This is three games now. There's only 17 of them. So this isn't one game. It's not two. It's now... We're almost a month into the season, four weeks in. And here are the top 15 in our rankings, in our leagues. Here are the top 15 backs through three weeks in order. At number one, Nick Chubb. Number two, Saquon Barkley. Number three, James Robinson. Number four, Cordell Patterson. Number five, DeAndre Swift. Number six, CMC. Number seven, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Number eight, Jonathan Taylor. Number nine, Aaron Jones. Number 10, Khalil Herbert. Whew. Off of one Number game. 11, Jamal Williams. Oh, my Number God. 12, Derek Henry. Number 13, Antonio Gibson. Number 14, Austin Eckler. And number 15, Leonard Fournette. Now, you tell me. What the fuck? What's going on with running backs now? I'm telling you, running backs don't get 30. They're not yeah, going to get 25 think, to 30 I'm, touches I, anymore. The game is just changing. It just seems like teams are afraid or are reluctant to give them those carries too because 
teams don't want to pay running backs anymore. I I, I mean I think that's a hundred. Look at true. every single running back who got paid. Christian McCaffrey just yeah. missed basically two seasons almost. Dabble Joe Cook. Mixon is fucking hurt again right now, and he honestly he's been a good running back, but never. Not even what the Bengals have paid him. The Bengals nope. paid him in the Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook tier, and he's not there. Like you were saying, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, hurt again. Got paid. He's been hurt the last few years. He hasn't played a full season. The game's just changing. Le- look at what happened to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I think teams are seeing this happen. Christian McCaffrey. The Panthers team is tied to him, and he misses yep. two seasons like that. That's a big hit to your football team. And I think we have now opened the closet and the boogeyman is there. The running back position is dying. There's only three running backs so far, fantasy-wise, that are averaging over 20 points. And it's the first three names that you said. It's Nick Chubb at one, who's averaging 24.3 a week. Then it's Saquon, who's averaging 23.7. And then James Robinson at 22. After that, it's almost a full four-point drop-off. Which is uh, With huge. Cordell Patterson. Which it doesn't seem like a lot, but fantasy wise, four points, that's gonna win you leagues sometimes. That, that, yeah, that they're not be the difference. games, but that could be the difference. And then it goes from James Robinson at three, averaging twenty two points, to Cordell Patterson averaging nineteen point three at four. Khalil Herbert went from non existent to the running back eight because of one game. One game where he had thirty something points. Granted, we have bonuses in our league, so it could change for everybody else. But in that one game, he jumped Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Javante Williams, Najee Harris. Brees Hall is listed higher than Najee Harris right now in fantasy. So He's not even a full-time starter. He's not even a full-time starter. And that's why it's one of those things where the running back position is just dying. It's changing. Even with football in general, it's changing. You watch all these wide receivers now. They all kind of fit the aspect of it's a deep ball wide receiver. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, all these guys. It's more of an air out game now. Whereas go deep. Granted, you still have your guys like T. Higgins, Thielen, stuff like that. There's position guys, exactly. there's slot guys, there's but a lot they of the all wide have receivers. Their own exactly. But a lot of the wide receivers that come out now, Drake London, everybody, they're all deep threat wide receivers to where it's airing the ball out. Now with quarterbacks too, that's another thing that's changing. Almost every quarterback that comes out of the draft is dual threat. They can run and they can throw. It's not how it used to be where a lot of them were pocket passers and they would do all these dump offs. It's just the game itself is changing, and I wouldn't be shocked soon if a few years from now, running backs are just completely irrelevant when it comes to fantasy. So Jonathan Taylor was pretty consensus, like the number one pick in most leagues this year, I would say. Yeah. Right now, he has 50 points through the first three weeks for the running back eight. Doesn't sound bad on paper, right? I'm going to give you some wide receivers who have more points than... Jonathan Taylor right Can't now. Can't wait for this one. This one's going to be bad. I can already. And AJ Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. Jalen Waddell. Cortland Sutton. Marquise Brown. Christian Kirk. Amari Cooper. Curtis Samuel. Garrett Wilson. Rashad Bateman. And that's all I got. Curtis Samuel. You don't need to say much more than that. But these players are all ranked. For example, let's look at Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, you could say he's been a little underwhelming maybe so far this season. He's been okay, but, you know, had a great week one, had like 30 points or something like that. Past two weeks, he's been a little down. He's the wide receiver 14 right now, 54 points. 
That's still more than Jonathan Taylor, who was the first pick in your draft, more than likely, and the running back eight. That's also more than Christian McCaffrey, if he was the first pick in your draft, who was the running back six, and he only has 53 points. And it's not like these guys are even playing bad. Nope. If you look at their yards per carry, they are playing very well. But the problem is they are not getting the touches. So I remember I saw something the other day. So if you need to get 17 fantasy points on in your lineup without any touchdowns, a running back needs 120 rushing yards, three catches, and 20 yards. Whereas a wide receiver just needs eight catches for 90 yards. Which is very doable. And today's very doable. League, I mean, the quarterbacks, Joe Flacco threw the ball 50 times. Teams two are weeks passing I mean, 65-35 now. This is, how it, this is where it's going. Yep. Follow the money, follow the trends, and I've just seen this more often than not. Teams that load up on running back, they end up more hurt than not. And going off of what you just said, Matt Collins, Greg Dorch, Devin Duvernay, Chris Olave, and Terry McLaurin are all three or four points away from matching Jonathan Taylor. The Olave Garden. Terry McLaurin with 47 points on the year. Matt Collins with 46. Greg Dortch with 45. And Greg Dortch wasn't even a thought in anybody's draft. Two this of year. those, three of the four guys I named were more than likely waiver wire pickups. And they're outscoring the R, and they're almost outscoring the RB8. This is just insanity to me. Now, with all this information right now, we're not saying go and trade Jonathan Taylor for Greg no, Dortch. No, not at all. We're not no, saying just no. drop these players or trade them away, but. I think expectations need the change for running backs. Is now. is the era of like them going in the top three, five picks in your first round over? Like because I'm I, mean, after, I think it might be starting. Because to be honest, after this year, like, who wants to, who's gonna go number one at running back now? If if, if this continues throughout the year, there's no way. I'm happy I yeah, took like, Jefferson I mean, at two now. I'm I'm happy I, I took I'm, Cooper exactly. It's like what, like are you still gonna take if Jonathan Taylor finishes as the running back 10, or I still think like I still think he's gonna go in the first round, even if he has a down year this year. But dude, like I I'm even at the point where like I'm ready to take some of these quarterbacks over some of these running backs. It's like, been a constant decline with running backs. It's not like this I just mean, appeared one year. Jalen Hurts is the right is, is the quarterback three with 94 points right now. Yep. I mean what did we say that the running back one had? Did you Nick Chubb 70, 70, 74. 74? So, to talk about that, I want to bring up, since we're talking about the points, the top five wide receivers and the top five running backs. So, if you have these on your team, which side do you think is winning more games? So, at the wide receiver one, we have Stephon Diggs in our league. He's he has like 30 points a game. He has 102 points <sighs> through three games. But the RB1... And Nick Chubb, through three games, he has 73 points. 73 points. It's like a 30-point difference. 29-point yes. difference. That's going to win or lose you a game. That could win, yeah. Or two. Who knows? Now, you move over to the wide receiver two and Cooper Cup. He's got 86 points. But the running back two, Saquon Barkley, who, he's been great. And you were right about him. However, still only 71 points, 71 yep. points versus Cooper Cup's 86. You'd move down. There's a wide receiver three in Jalen Waddle. He has 81 points. James Robinson has the running back three, even though he's been a steal in drafts, even though 
He's looked great, and he's been producing 66 points Yep, versus Jalen Waddle. And now that's you, with three touchdowns. He has 66 mm-hmm. points. Granted, he's getting some receptions, but most of his points are coming off And touchdowns. we're talking about full-point PPR. Like, yep. Josh Allen. Like, if you took Josh Allen in the second round, he's the quarterback, too, with 99 points due to— that's almost—it's fucking almost damn near 50 points a game. You're, he's averaging, at least. Like, well, that's he almost I'm, has 100 points due to— And Lamar Jackson, the quarterback one right now, we play with bonuses, 128 points. Through three weeks. Well, that I think that goes back like, to the point that I was saying earlier, where now it's QBs are running are changing, the ball. They're running the ball. Lamar Jackson, pull up him real quick. I'm pretty sure he has his last two games. He's had over 250 yards passing, and he's had over 100 Lamar, yards so rushing. Lamar Jackson this week only actually only had 218 yards passing. Okay, but check but his rushing. He rushed for over 100, 100 yards. yards. Yep. And he still passed for four touchdowns, but he didn't throw for a shit ton of yards. And he had a rushing touchdown. And he had over 40 points in fantasy and PPR. And last week, he threw for over 300 yards and still ran for over 100 yards. So these guys have the potential. Like Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen can do this too. These guys are looking like league winners. Right? Like, guys these guys also- can do this too. So it's like, why at this point, I'm ready to take some of these QBs in the third round. Oh, because in the third round, you were taking... What Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, you know, it you were fucking Leonard Fournette, Zeke. Look at, I mean, like, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you know, looking back at it now, it's looking back. Yeah, for the future, I mean, well, like, but, you also got to take a look at the teams. You said that the first three ranked running backs are what? It was Nick Chubb, Saquon, and then James Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a, they're the top three right now. Notice actually, how all three of their quarterbacks don't run. None of them run. You're not going to call it. Not to the point where the, those other quarterbacks not going to call do, a read yeah. option with Daniel Jones. They do sometimes. Trevor Lawrence can take off, but. Daniel Jones runs, but not they're like. They're more pocket passers. But they're not like of. Lamar, Jalen, Josh Allen, where they're going to be getting you like 50 rushing yards a game and all this stuff. I'm actually surprised that the Giants don't run more with Daniel Jones. I know. I'm shocked. He's got speed. Because he, he does. But Saquon is doing so well that. Yeah. There's really no need. They're kind of giving him a full workload, which is great. But. Also, real quick about the. Uh, the uh, the rankings on these these players, the wide receiver four and Tyreek Hill he has seventy eight points. Cordell Patterson at running back four fifty eight. So that's that's a, whole a 20, twenty point, point difference. difference. And then Amon Ross St. Brown at wide receiver five seventy five points. DeAndre Swift at running back five fifty four points. And it's even like, Mark Andrews. Is, Mark you, Andrews has sixty seven points right now. So he was going in probably the second third round in your drafts. And he has more than all these running backs we just mentioned Basically, that went you, in that range. If you have a team of these wide receivers versus the team of these running backs, you're 3-0 versus them right now. You're probably 3-0 versus 0-3. Basically. Basically. That's pretty much what it is. 0-3 for the running backs. You could have had a team of quarterbacks and annihilated the, the running back team. The top five quarterbacks to, 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 about the points here. Lamar Jackson, 128 points. Josh Allen, 99. Hurts, 94. Two is 76. Mahomes, 72. That team is beating the team of running backs also. Yep. And like I said, follow the money. The NFL are looking for quarterbacks, looking for receivers. They're paying them. They're loading up on them. And the running back position is just slowly dying because they know this is this is the thing that's been pissing me off in recent years because every year you go into a draft and they tell you, you got to get running backs. You got to get running yep. backs because it's such a gotta load scarce up position. Early. Yeah. Got to load up early. Well, guess what? If you did that, you're most likely in the toilet right now. And 
I'm tired of this narrative. I really am. Because you can take guys like Josh Allen into top three rounds. Guys like Jalen Hurts, guys like Lamar Jackson, or Cooper Cup and Stephon Diggs and Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill. And you are better off than loading up and running back. Because guess what? Later in the draft, or when you're in waiver wire pickup season, you can pick up guys like Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Michael Carter. And you've been saying this for a while, because with a free agency draft, you just went I did no it running back. I did it last year. You did it last it year, and it worked. This so, year, right now, I'm I'm leading in points I mean, I'll without tell you any what, running backs. My team in that league would probably be a lot better off if I didn't draft Travis Etienne in the third round, because I needed a running back. Who did you pass on? Or... I, I I can't. I'd have to look at the board. I you can't remember who it was on that. He passed no, on. No, Cortland Sutton and Nick took him really early. Yeah, Nick took him. Nick no. took Pittman and Sutton back to back. But I mean, even like you Holly, passed on Waddle, Jalen Waddle. I could. Even like Hollywood Brown at yeah. this point, like because everybody gets into that mindset that you need running backs, and I'm sorry to tell you, folks, you don't anymore. I think you maybe just need to get one. Just one late and just I mean, pick even, up guys. Even if like you pick Saquon in the second or third round, you, he is paying off for you right now. Even drafting but, running backs like like handcuffs late, you're gonna yeah. These guys end up getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean, Dalvin Cook. It's almost like. All right, like you what week is he gonna go down to this year? Name, like, like DeAndre Swift, and like I love DeAndre Swift, but it's getting to the point where I like. When's he going down this year? Like, you know, when is he going to get hurt? Like, McCaffrey, when is he going down? When is JT going to go down? So, you know, if they keep giving yeah. him, like, week one, they did give him over 30 carries. So so I think he can get back to that. But even if they do, maybe they're reluctant to because they're afraid of killing this guy, like all these other running backs. And that's great for Jonathan Taylor, but it's not good for your fantasy team because he's not going to get... Guys aren't... We don't have Jamal Charles and Todd Gurley... And LaShawn McCoy, Matt Forte. and Matt Forte, and Le'Veon Bell anymore. Those these guys, guys are, are an afterthought. They're a thing of the past. Yep. Remember those days? Do you guys I, remember those days? Yes. I kind of miss those days. You know, like you would get your the days of running backs and tight ends. Oh, you mean this oh, motherfucker yeah. with his goddamn Danny Woodhead every goddamn oh, year? Oh my god, <laughs> Danny Woodhead, PPR machine. Alvin Gordon at one point when he was on the Chargers. Yeah, he was on the Chargers. He was a stud. He was a beast on the Chargers. Nick took him what, like top three one year, didn't he? I don't remember. I think he did. I think he <laughs> did. I think he did. I think it was the one ago. year I mean, look, when he snapped. Look, I mean, even like Frank Gore, like teams had good old reliable. Teams had the yeah, Alfred Morris, DeMarco, DeMarco Murray, DeMarco Murray. Yep. Like teams had these running backs. They would just feed them the fucking ball, and they don't want to do that Foster, anymore. Foster, yeah. like yeah, we don't talk about him. No, but. He was amazing, though, still. Yeah, yeah, I know. Trust me, I know. He came back for one game, got me 27, <laughs> and then tore his ACL in the huddle. I mean, and it's... We have slowly seen over time more and more teams go to running back by committee. And yeah. in a sense, I don't blame them. The Patriots have been doing that shit for fucking 10 years now. And it and, got them how many Super Bowls? And, right. <laughs> and The Eagles won the Super Bowl doing And that. the Eagles also, started, I think, started a trend doing that because they were rolling LeGarrette Blunt. Corey Clement, Darren, Darren Sproles. Sproles. Well, I feel like it makes it harder. Jai. And they yeah. had these guys, they had all these running backs who were performing well. And if you give them all seven, eight touches, they're probably not going to get hurt. It reduces their chance of getting hurt significantly. Yeah. And, you know, you, you need to have guys on the field to win games. 
you know, look at the Ravens last year. They lost their whole defense and they were terrible. So, like, you need these guys to play. They need to be healthy. And I guess it is so, smart to, like, not feed these running backs anymore. Because, it is from a football sense. Because when you do give them, like, seven carries and they're still averaging five a carry. Like, like DeAndre Swift, to be honest. Like, like, that's still good for your football team. Nick you don't Chubb, need that honestly. all from one player. You can get that from multiple Nick, players. Nick Chubb technically is part of a committee. I mean, like, he yeah. doesn't get a full 25-touch workload. They don't throw him the ball. He's just hyper-efficient. Very efficient. Like, he's incredible. But it's awesome. Like, Nick Chubb might damn near be the best running back in football. I think he's the best pure like pure runner. running Pure running back. But I've seen is. it a long but time. But did he go in the first round in any fantasy draft the past couple seasons? I mean, nope. I think it's fair to argue he's in that. I think he's better than Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, to tell you the truth. At this point, yeah. At this point, yeah. I think he has been better than them for the past two seasons. And these are guys who both get drafted higher. And you're left holding the bag more often than not. And look at... To be Alvin Kamara is an, uh, um, a really good example for this, actually. So I, I, I was looking at him earlier. He, this season, is the running back 51 through three weeks. He has 13 points this year. Now look. Man. He missed one game with injury. So he's played two games and has 13 points in two games. And he's a second-round pick he and first-round pick. He had 12 weeks. touches in week one, 17 touches in this week. He missed week two. Even so, though, do you want to draft a guy even in the back end of the first round that's going to get 17 touches? At that no. point, I'd rather draft fucking Tyree Kill. At that point, like, take the shot. Like I know Josh we were kind of down on him. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean... At this point, Mark Andrews. Like at yeah. this point, like I'd rather take these guys than even Austin Eckler. Like I saw Austin Eckler going second. He had in four dress. carries this past game. Like, how does he have four carries? And it's he, just ugly all around for running backs. And, look, sorry, I didn't. No, mean you're to, fine. No, no, I didn't no, want to cut you off. I no, thought no, you were no, done. No, no. What were you going to say? No, I'm I was going to say. I mean, I did the opposite in our 14 man league. I didn't do what you did. I actually went double running back back to back. Granted, I shouldn't have, but I mean. Going off of carries, like you just said, Aaron Jones. Okay. He's the running back eight. He had like five carries this week, didn't he? He had five carries yeah. week one. He had 15 carries two weeks ago. And then this past week, he had 12. 12 carries. He had nine points week one, 36 week two, because he had 132 yards and a touchdown. And we have bonuses. This week, he had five points. He had 12 carries for 36 yards. I get A.J. Dillon's in the picture. I get it. AJ Dillon, no, AJ Dillon hasn't even been. It's just like it's it's, just it's, it's ugly all around for running backs. Like Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, and James Robinson are the only ones who have guaranteed over like fifty two uh, fifty two touches. Taking this off, this is hot. Like, <laughs> it's I like saw... the only two, and it's just like it's a pain in the ass. DeAndre Swift has like twenty seven touches. Like, like I saw Najee Harris go as high as four or five in some drafts. He is the running back twenty one. For 35 points right now through three weeks. He's averaging about 12 points a game. Like, mm. is this who you want? And like, and he was going ahead of guys like Stefan Diggs very consistently in drafts. Devontae Adams, even, you know, very consistently in drafts. Even like Tyree Kill, who before this season was a guy who would go in the first round in drafts. You know, and there were some drafts I saw these running backs go ahead of Justin Jefferson. And Jamar Chase. Just because teams need to get these running yep. backs. 
and you don't. You don't anymore. Like, are these nope. guys really helping you win? And Derek look, Henry went three like, in our other league besides free agency. He's the running back 12. He's averaging 13 points a week for a third overall mm. pick. Luca took James Conner in the second round in he's free been agency. He's fucking awful. Running back 31 with 28 points. Like, Blaze took Cam Akers. You know, I, I mean, we've talked about Cam Akers enough, you know, with the injury and all that shit. But the running back 46 with 17 points. I, I mean, like, Travis Etienne, we're all guilty of this. He, he's horrible. He's horrible. Like, he's fucking like, we don't horrible. even need to tell his points. Like, like he's just been like, he's hard, like Oh, no, you're not, you're not roping me into that shit. And nope. That's well, you too. I get nope, it. Nope, at you too. Tim likes I know. James Robinson. Robinson from the start. You Whatever. stay on your side. Whatever, dude. I mean, <laughs> guys were Whatever. taking Chase Edmonds pretty high this year. Running back 28, 29 points. Like, yeah, like it's... Fuck I, I mean, like, it's just at the point where... Do you, do you want to win games? It. Do you it's wanna, not worth it. By the end of the season... Look, these running backs, they'll probably finish with 200 to 250 points on the season. They'll look nice. They'll have a few blow-up games. They'll finish with a decent, uh, you know, uh, finish. Yeah. But are they helping you win? They're not anymore. No. I've just seen this over and over again. I've been these teams where I've Same. felt forced to load up on running backs, trade assets away to get running backs, trade away receivers to get running backs, and guess what? It just... Doesn't help me fucking win. You know who helps you win? Guys like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and Tua at this point. He's in our two you flex win. league, in our two flex league, I'm I'm done. I'm not doing two. I'm you starting the two running backs, and I have to start, and then everything else is a wide receiver. My everything else is a wide receiver. My father was telling me this like a few years ago that eventually in fantasy football we might have to just go off of team rushing. That's gonna break my heart. If we have, if to, we do that, have to do that, that will be. The, you just take that out. I that's think that's just. Pathetic. I think there's more of a possibility that you see teams go to one running back, eventually. Like you start one running back, maybe you get another flex. Because, I mean, we're at the point where, like, I really do believe in ten years, maybe five. Things change, trends change. There might be some generational guy who comes along who changes trends in the end. We've seen it before. We're seeing it with Josh Allen right now. We're seeing it with these Lamar receivers Jay, coming we're out. We're seeing it right now. So I'm saying well, it can we're talking about again, the generational but, running back, it's supposed to be this year. The generational running back's coming out. But right, we haven't but seen we'll have to wait and see. one like, of those in a little bit. The last one we saw was Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Right. And like we Look have how he's been, and though. he's been banged up, having a renaissance this year, but banged up his whole career. And the Giants have been awful. Yeah. And, you know, like, I I really think eventually in the next couple of years, every team is going to be the 49ers. I yeah. really do. Like, I, and the Eagles. Like, I, I really do think teams are going to, I think this might be the last wave of workhorse backs. I think so as well. Because that we I, see for a while at Look least. at the teams that are in the playoffs and winning championships. They don't have workhorse running backs. Like, did Adrian Peterson ever go win a Super Bowl? No. no. Did Matt Forte? Nope. Did Jamal Charles? The, no. The Rams? Marco Murray? Nope. The Rams just won a Super Bowl with Le'Veon Bell, a Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers, yeah, on yeah. one foot, one Achilles tandem, basically. Uh, you know, and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl with fucking Damian Williams and who played incredible that game, played incredible, but then they let him go, right, right after that. Because guess what, they're replaceable. Yep, they just they're replace always, them right away. They have a lifespan of like three to like, four years. Getting kind of deep here, but like, are kids even like going to want to play running back? You know, I, I just think that we're not on a good track for them. Like, yeah. I think 
they get hurt the most. They have I the think, most contact. And and I, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're not seeing first-round running backs in the NFL very often anymore. I think it's because a lot of teams are realizing what you said earlier, where it's just all these teams are switching to committee. And you got to look at it this way. If you have a quarterback who also takes carries, that's already going to, if we're just talking carry sense, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, you have a quarterback like that, that's automatically going to be, let's say, like 15, 20% of the carries gone right there. Then you're going to do a running back by committee on top of that. You're not going to get shit from anybody. If you have two running backs who's in a running back by committee and a rushing quarterback, you can't go near any team that, like, even fantasy-wise, you can't yeah, go near. You're I mean, not going to get anything. Look at the Eagles running backs. I mean, as much as we love them because they're yeah. all, but, like, they're really, not any of them are really reliable. And, I mean, Miles Sanders gets worse, but. Look at Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean. Has he even broken 10 points this year so far? No. No, nope. and, and, and he's scored. a receiving back too. Mark Ingram scored. Like, I think it's interesting to note about Alvin Kamara is he also got paid a nice con and I get he makes up for it with the receiving ability, but he's never even had. I, I don't think Alvin Kamara's ever had over a thousand yards rushing, and neither has Austin Eckler. And these yeah. guys are guys who are like getting picked in the first round. Like, I I think they're dying. I think they're going away. I think it's over. I, I think it's, I, you're going to start seeing wide receivers go early. I think the last workhorse backs this wave, I think Dalvin Cook and Saquon and, you know, guys like that. Jonathan Taylor, maybe. Like, maybe there will be a couple like Jonathan Taylor. I just don't see it anymore. But I just don't see guys like Adrian Peterson. Sorry, we'll have to, Maybe we were spoiled growing up. Nah, we'll you have know, to see. We I, I, you know, I'm not sure, but I just feel like every team used to have a running back you can count on. At least one. Not anymore. I would like, say it's. I would say the last shot would probably be uh, this draft would be John Robinson out of Texas. Oh, um, I think he's the last. John Robinson. Yeah, I think he's but the like, last. You never know. I don't like, follow college. They could just he's, put him. But like, like he's, he's ridiculous. Dude. But he's the kind of guy where I don't know. Does he just get to the NFL that he's in a goal line role? That's what I'm saying. It could be. You like, don't know. Like, um, for example, Isaiah Spiller was a very highly yeah. rated running back this yep. year coming out. I get it. He's been hurt, but he was just gonna. He was only there to take goal line carries, basically. Yeah. And I think he was a fairly high draft pick, like third, second, third. Like, But we're considering second, third round, even fourth, somewhat high for running backs now. Like, these guys used to all go in the first round pretty frequently. I remember the one year it was all running backs. You know, yeah, the, the first, first like, eight picks were running backs. What did the Cowboys in the 90s, they traded Herschel Walker for what? How much? They uh, traded him for like a, the, it, it's known as the great train robbery. Yeah. In case like, anybody didn't know. Like they they got, I think, like four first round picks, like five second players. round, like all these players, and then they turned into a dynasty and the Vikings went into a fucking hole. I could be wrong, but I think one of those picks was Emmett Smith as well. Oh no, like they got um, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith. They built their defense through that, which smothered the Bills in the Super Bowl. And like, they got I, Michael Irvin. They got uh, Ricky. Al, is it Alvin Harper? What, what I, I don't know the entire. I just know that the Herschel Walker trade is so important. It has its own Wikipedia page. That is how big of a trade. Like, but look at um the um Ricky Williams trade as well. Like yeah. teams used to value these running backs so much. Trent yep. Richardson with the Colts. Yeah. Wait, Trent Richardson was Remember what? The forgot about Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson was what, the third pick in the draft? Yeah, and then by the, the Browns. The Colts traded away like... They traded away a first-round pick for him. I don't so, know what they traded, so, but so, yeah. So fucking imagine a running back now 
coming out having 800 yards his rookie year or 900 yards like Trent Richardson did and getting traded for a first-round pick. Christian McCaffrey couldn't get a first-round pick this offseason. No. And teams would, I don't think debatably, teams would even trade a third-round pick for him at this point. Would you? If I'm a if you're a GM, GM, probably no. not. Like I, I damn near, I damn straight wouldn't trade a first-round. I mean, look at Because I could just sign somebody off the street if I have a good offensive line. Look at Najee Harris. He just went in the first round. And he's been... I mean, where's that team going? Don't you think the Steelers maybe would have benefited a little more? Maybe they grab an offensive lineman. You know, their offense has been borderline inept this year. And Najee Harris has been crazy inefficient. But, you know, like their offensive line is not good anymore. You yeah, know, they could like, have taken... A lot of these guys, they had aren't there anymore. Villanueva, gone. David DeCastro, gone. Like, yeah. They don't have Big Ben anymore. Pouncey, bail, bail gone. You know, like, these guys are gone. Like, they're running back... They're, or, um, I'm sorry, their offensive line's not the same. I mean, their offensive line made Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Look at what happened to him after he went to the Jets. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, I think offensive line is more important than running backs at this point. And if I was a GM, I would value them. To, I, I don't blame these teams, to be honest. But it breaks my heart for fantasy football. Because, like we said... We were spoiled. Like, remember we go to the draft and like you you were always grabbing your stuff running back yeah, early. You were like, just so happy because you knew you were you, what you were getting. And right. And like they were so reliable. Like my first year, I ended up winning the championship and my first pick was Matt Forte. And it was great. Like every game, it was 20 points. And he would sometimes blow up and get 30, 35. Oh, and a- like you can count on these guys. Are you happy if you took Jonathan Taylor right now? I oh, bet God, de- no, not at one. I bet, depending on who your next two picks were, you're probably one and two or 0 oh and three right now. Yeah. If you took Jonathan Taylor. And, you know, look, there's those middle round guys who hit, obviously, you know, and if you get those guys on your team, it's going to be a big boost. Last year, it was Cooper Cup. This year, it's, it's looking like Jalen Waddle. It's looking like Saquon Barkley and Jalen Waddle right now. So even Tyreek Hill, like, he I, fell to the third. I round. fucking hate that we were so. That I at least was so down on him. Like, well, we all really didn't think Tua was going to be able to hit the broadside of a barn. And so. now it's it's confirmed. Like he's had Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes, Tua. He's he's, he's just he good. is in fact him. He's just good. He's like, just going to do it. He's, he's the fastest player in the NFL. The fastest player. In the but NFL. he's a like, great route runner too. Like people don't give him enough credit for how good of a. And you said this last year, Brian, about how you love drafting the best route runners. Mm-hmm. And these guys just get open. Like I mean, it's I mean it's obvious, but. The better route runners are going to get open. Look at I'm on Ross St. Brown. You know, these guys are going to get open. Look at Kenny Galladay. He was good. For he's just one a jump year, ball guy. But he's a jump ball. He had a couple injuries. He's not getting separation. Lost a little bit. He gets no separation. So I'm really not surprised he's not good anymore. Like, he's, if he's not getting open, then yeah. it's going to be that much harder to catch the goddamn ball. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's obvious. Well, since. We're so concerned about a lot of these players. Why don't we play a little game right now? Yeah. So this is what I call to give a shit or to not give a shit. And this is about underperformers and their outlook moving forward. Oh, lovely. So our first candidate, Mr. Joseph Mixon. Kill him. Caught him. Do you give a shit about... I mean, like, do you give a shit about him underperforming? Do you think... Like, like, it's going to come back together. Are you oh, saying, are no. we concerned about Joe Mixon? Are you like, I don't give a shit about his first three weeks. He's going to... I think we all needed to tamper our expectations for Joe Mixon this year. He only was so highly rated. He was, he was what, the running back four last year? He was only that good because he scored 16, 16 touchdowns. touchdowns. He's 
I just don't think he's like that's too unrealistic of an expectation. Look at Austin Eckler. He scored 20 touchdowns last year. Like that how just doesn't happen back to back. He's not going to it's never happened. Like you're not going to repeat it's It has. But it's Has it happened? I think LaDainian Tomlinson did it. Did and Sean it? Alexander and Priso. Like but that's that's like 15 years ago. Well, and it's like those guys I feel like are we're also getting full like true three down work. Thirty five like, fucking. They touches. were not coming off the fucking field. Even yeah, Adrian Peterson was like that. But I'm that doesn't happen anymore though. No, it's, it's just not happening. And how, like, how do you feel? Like, yeah, I have this thing called the Jets test. What's that mean? Where if you can't do shit against the Jets, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good he way had to evaluate guys. Points yeah. against the Jets, man. What like, was his carries and, and yards? I think he had like 15 carries, 12 carries, now, 24 yards on 12 carries. The, I will say he's hurt, but Again. this is also when a regular thing with Joe Mixon. Like, and I'm not going to lie. I give a shit about this. I think I, I don't, this might be it for Joe I Mixon. I think he's done. I think this, but because he hasn't been the most efficient player his whole career. They paid him a nice contract a couple years ago. And he's over, he's I think 26 now. Or he's 20, 26. He's 26. I think the Bengals would like to invest some of that money into their offensive line. He's they already very have. And they're more, more. to be honest. <laughs> more. Yeah. More. Like, yeah. more. More. Like, like, because Joe Burrow's still getting hit nonstop, you know, and Joe Mixon, part of the reason why he's so inefficient is because their offensive line has been bad since they got him. And their defense doesn't look good. They can use this money yeah. somewhere else. And look, I'm not going to be shocked if this is it for him. He's not an efficient player. He's not explosive. All of his points are coming off of catches. As, as a fantasy player, to clarify. Yeah. Like, he'll he'll yeah. be in the NFL. I think he's going to be, be a low floor. A, I'm sorry. A high floor, low ceiling. His best game is going to be 20 points this year. Yeah. And his worst game is probably going to be five or six points. So yeah. I mean, but... Especially if he's banged up, it's not going to be good. And it's his ankle. And I, his, I've had Joe Mixon in a lot of leagues before. His ankle fucks with him all the time. This is not a new thing for him. And they love Samaje P. Ryan. You know, I don't fucking know what it is. They fucking love it. They, they, I'm fucking glad they lost in the Super Bowl because of that shit. When it, I, they fuck, I don't understand, but yeah, yeah, I'm a little worried. To sum it up, I remember. This past Sunday, like I'm, I watched T. Higgins like get down at the one yard line, or no, he scored, and then they took it away from him, and then the next play was like Samaji Piran reception touchdown. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like why is Joe Mixon not in? But I mean, I will say he was banged up. Let's move on to a, the next player on this list, Mister Debo Samuel of the San Francisco Forty ers Oh boy! Do you guys give a shit about his I, underperformance? I do give a shit, but at the same time, I'm not very much worried because he did just only have one game back with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think this is going to be one of the things where you got to give it a few weeks for them to get back into rhythm. If Trey Lance was still the quarterback, yeah, no, yeah, no, no shot. I I kind of agree but, with Tim here, um, because Debo did have the most targets he's had all year this week. Yep. Now it was eight. I will say, but it's on the up. It's still it's, the it's, most. It's, it's, it's climbing. It's and, climbing. Debo's rushing hasn't really been there, but like we kind of knew we had to tamper that, you know, this year. Like he's not like, I, I think last year was kind of an anomaly for him. I think Debo will be okay, but he's yeah. not going to pay off where you drafted him. And I'm saying this as somebody who picked him, he's not going to pay off where you picked him. He's not going to live. Like he was probably being drafted inside the first eight receivers. 
and he's not going to finish there. He'll probably finish as like a he'll probably finish as like a wide receiver two or like a flex one. I think he's like going to finish in like the fifteen to twenty five range, and that like he's like he's he might have one or two blow up games all year. The 49ers offense hasn't looked good. No, it has not. And Mm-mm. Jimmy G's only been back for one game, so I agree with that. I I want to see next week too for D. I'm not ready they to do totally know against- just. LA next week. I will say, and, and the Rams have not been good against receivers. No, their defense is absolutely fucking terrible. I wouldn't sell Debo for nothing. I would maybe look at him as a buy low, actually. Yes. But I would also tamper your expectations. He's not going to be in the top five receivers again. Exactly. Don't go out trying to get him thinking you're going to get this steal of a guy who's going to be getting you like 30 points no, a week and all I that stuff. but I do think he could finish in the 15, absolutely. 25 range. And, you know, like you'll take that, especially, you know, he, he's been very solid, but solid doesn't win you weeks. Seeing as how the top 15 wide receivers are probably going to outscore all the fucking running backs, go for it. Look, if you have a good team and you have a lot, well, let's face it, nobody has a lot of running backs to give up because they all <laughs> suck. But like, if you have extra assets to trade and you have a good team already and you think you could buy Debo Samuel low for his floor, I would do it, personally. Yeah, I'm going to say I don't really give a shit about the underperformance because... Just because Jimmy G's back, and I think yeah. he's the best player on that offense. George Kittle, he's not. It's Debo Samuel, yep. and I think they're going to— Shanahan will manufacture touches, and yeah, he'll absolutely. get things going, like you said. It's probably going to take a little bit, yep. but I think he's certainly a buy-low candidate this year, as of right now. And uh, I think you could get him at a discount before he blows up. Yeah. And then people automatically jack up the price. So let's move on to the next player, another Bengal, Mr. Jamar Chase. Now, he is on here because he was drafted as a top three receiver. He's always in your lineup no matter what. You're not benching Jamar Chase, but the first week he had 16 targets. He went off. He had 10 catches, 129 yards, touchdown. He had 32 points in this league. But the next two weeks against the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets. He had five catches on nine targets, 54 yards, and no touchdowns, just 10 points. And then six catches on 10 uh, targets for 29 yards and a touchdown, only 12 points. He then plays Miami, Baltimore, New Orleans, Atlanta, and Cleveland. Yeah. There's a few good do you guys do you guys games. give a shit about this or do you not? I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I think I really, Jamar Chase is going to be fine. Yeah, I don't care either. I mean, I'm not worried because it really does come down to Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow got it together. So like, yeah, I it just went have, to T Higgins this week. He did have, exactly. I was going to bring that up. T Higgins has had two good games in a row. Right now, I do think T Higgins isn't going to go off every week. It's there's going to be Jamar Chase weeks too. And T. Higgins also has some injury problems as well. So if he goes out, I think it's only going to help Jamar Chase. Too. So he 10 targets this week, 9 last week, 13 week 1. I'm sorry, 16 week 1. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, he's still getting his you volume. Know. He's still, yeah. he'll be all right. Let's move on to the next player, a Las Vegas Raider. And that is Mr. Devontae Adams. Now, he did go off week one, but just like Jamar Chase, he's been down the last couple weeks. The Raiders are 0-3. Do you guys give a shit or not give a shit? You can start this one off. Go right ahead. <laughs> what you got, Mark? <laughs> I'm just going to... This is going to turn into Derek Carr hate segment. <laughs> but um, Derek Carr sucks. He's not a good quarterback. He had one good year. Sorry, Nick. He 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 never 
He's never done anything. He's been in the league for nine years, hasn't won shit, hasn't done... I, I don't know how Raiders fans even still like him. Like, like I, I don't know how <laughs> you still want this guy. Well, as your, like, you, Raiders, I'm actually talking about like, that. You saw what came out, right? That how people were speculating that the other team that Tom Brady was talking about was the Raiders. Oh, it probably was the fucking Raiders. And then they Raiders. pulled out last second, and he said, yeah, you're I sticking with that motherfucker? I, 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 I would say the same thing. If I was like, you're really going to stick with that fucking guy? I mean, After, like, look. Fucking, fucking home playoff game last year, lost to the Bengals. No, they you were know, on the road. Were they away? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The Bengals won their division. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they no. were home. But, but they, wanted, okay. they gave the Bengals their first win in, in 30 years. In 30 fucking years, you lost to a quarterback who was his first time in the postseason. And you didn't play that great. Joe Burrow did not play that good. Nope. And you know, I, I I'm not. All right. So week one for Devontae Adams, ten catches off seventeen targets. Had a day. Awesome. One hundred and forty-one yards. And everybody yards. was like, "Great, he's back to normal." Remember, I don't remember if I said this on the show or not, but I know I've said this before. A Derek Carr target is not the same as an Aaron Rodgers target. It's not. No, it's not and at all. Seven targets last week. Two receptions. Twelve yards. That's not a coincidence. 10, 10 targets this week, five receptions. I don't care. It's not a coincidence. If Aaron Rodgers gave him 10 targets, it's eight or nine receptions. There's no doubt in my mind at that. Aaron Rodgers is throwing to me and you now. And he's, Romeo Dubs. And I kind of like him as a waiver ad, by the way. But he, he probably got drafted. He probably got drafted. But, you know, look, look, he's old, Rodgers, but... I don't give a shit. Derek Carr's not good. Rodgers is still better. Give me Rodgers at 50 years old. There's a reason why the Raiders are 0-3. If you put Mahomes on the Raiders, are they 0-3? If you put Josh Allen on there, are they 0-3? I don't know. Dude, if you put Kirk Cousins on there, are they 0-3? You know what? Yeah, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I... I just don't think Derek Carr is good, and I think it's wearing on Devontae Adams. Darren Waller also, you know... He hasn't been amazing. He's been solid, but I think there's a reason for that. I mean, look, I, I watched a lot of Raiders games last year because I was a Darren Waller owner. I it's I, I can't even fathom. Like, I wish Darren Waller had a better quarterback. It's been tough. Like, I can't. It's like just it'll be drag routes. and Like, the ball will be four yards over his head. Like, he can't. I, I just don't think he's good at Derek Carr. He, has, he hasn't done anything nine years in the league. We're five years removed from his... MVP esque year where he unfortunately got injured, and I just I don't I don't believe in him, and that causes yeah, me to be down on the Raiders. Uh, yeah, I um I would think about possibly trying to buy him low, Devontae Adams, if you can, because yeah. it is Devontae Adams. There is always that factor of oh, okay he could go off. I just I don't like Derek Carr. I really <laughs> don't like Derek Carr, man. I said it from the start. I don't like Derek Carr. That's why I was down on Adams. But look, you could be great in college together. You know who else was good in college? AJ McCarron. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I mean, it's Nelson Aguilar, Matt Leiner, Matt Leiner, Jalen Rager. Like, these guys were good in college. Yeah. I just don't. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So let's move on to. A uh, couple of the last players. Let's talk about Najee Harris and Dalvin Cook. Do you guys give a shit about these guys? Which one are we doing first? Let's uh, let's quickly do Najee Harris. Give a shit or not give a shit about his underproduction. I'll I'll go for Najee Harris because I originally was a big advocate for him in the early off season. Then I got kind of down on him, 
basically every reason why, especially you, Brian, were down on him, and eventually I came around and kind of became down on him. Efficiency. They've all come to fruition. It's the Steelers' offense is not good. Mitch Trubisky is not good. Their offensive line is not good. And I don't give a shit. The offensive line matters. Yeah, it absolutely. It absolutely, absolutely matters. Does. There's a reason why Joe Mixon is insanely inefficient. There's a reason why DeAndre Swift is insanely inefficient. The Lions, according to Pro Football Focus, have one of the best-ranked offensive lines. The 49ers have usually are in the upper echelon of offensive line, and notice how they just run with any running back. They'll be running with fucking Debo Samuel half the time. You know, and I, I, I just think it matters, you know, and Najee, he's shown it so far. No explosiveness, not efficient. They're not yeah. throwing him the ball. He got all his receiving work basically in two games last year. They're not, and I am worried. I, I Yeah, I give a shit. I'm worried. I would try, I would be looking to sell him. Yeah. Also, he's banged up. And uh, Dalvin Cook, I would be looking to sell him also because well, he's just, the injuries keep happening. You think he's done, Tim? <laughs> he gets hurt, sky's blue. Like, uh, he does not have a lot of like, we don't want this left. to happen. We he don't, doesn't. It just keeps happening. He's, I like one or two injuries away, I think, from saying, all right, that's it, I'm done. I was going to say, like, do you think he's done? Andrew, like, yeah. I don't think he's done yet, but it's close. If he keeps this up, I think maybe one or two more years. And, like, how many? It. How long would you want to deal with injuries? Yeah, like, for Would real? you want to keep oh, doing that's that? That's the same. It's not even like, it's weird, because he'll get the same injury, and then he'll get like five other minor injuries that he's never had before. It's also so his what shoulder. Is it this it's his shoulder now, but right? But his shoulder has been hurt before, though. Exactly. It happened last and that's year. What's worrying. So, and that's the thing. So... I, I think it's also good to note how good Alexander Madison plays every time he comes in for Dalvin Cook. And I think he the should Vikings, be on roster. I, I will not I, be shocked if when he comes back, this turns into a committee. I honestly, at this point, me I will either, say that I will injuries. not be shocked. I mean, at the, like, are you looking if you're the if you're the Vikings head coach, Kevin O'Connell, right? As their head coach now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were their head coach, if you're Kevin O'Connell, you're looking at it, you're like, do I really want to just keep feeding Dalvin Cook 20 plus touches if he's going to go down? He's going to miss time every single year. I, I mean, I'm a little worried about Dalvin Cook, too. He hasn't even looked great when he's played so yeah. far. He doesn't look the same. I would look to trade both these players. I, yeah, I would. Absolutely, you can, I would. And, you know, Dalvin Cook might be tough because he's hurt now. It's going to be tough either way. They're both running backs. You're going to have a, you're gonna have a hard time. Tough. I mean, you might be able to get him just because of the name. Yeah, hasn't even broken, like, 14 points. Yeah, he's like, been painfully, painfully it's made. Pain. Uh, he's dude, been painful. the Debo of, yeah. of, of, of running backs yeah. so far. Yeah, so that's it for uh, to give a shit or not to give a shit. Okay. Um, I think we should talk about some offenses that are concerning. And I think the Chargers are one of them. I'm very concerned about their injuries and their efficiency moving forward. They have a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. I, f- I feel like that's the main factor, though. There's a lot of players invested. Justin in. Herbert should not have played. No, no. I, I don't care what it is. He, he didn't look. Not he played. looked off too. The second he went in that game when he came back against Kansas City and he tried to run the ball and he literally had to stop and like walk out of bounds because he couldn't run. His ribs hurt so bad. That right there should have been okay. Yeah, no, he's not playing next week. Rashawn Slater is a big one. That's yeah. a big loss. Too. That's yep. a big one. And Keenan Allen already hasn't played. Mike Williams has shown he's just he he he's a number two deep threat red zone threat receiver. I think Mike Williams, honestly, I'm not saying trade him, but if you get I, I the maybe right deal, sniff around. Yeah, if you get the right deal, um, I think you got to take it. I would just, I, I kind of agree with their injuries. And Mike Williams, 
kind of, I, I mean, he's inconsistent as it is. So you want an inconsistent player on an offense with a ton of injuries? No. I mean, I don't want that. And I think on the flip side of that ball, an offense that I think we should really look into, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good offense. Trevor Lawrence. Now, he's I mean, that guy. He's looking he's like the him. guy. I like Trevor Crazy Lawrence. Crazy what happens when you get Urban Meyer out of town, huh? <laughs> I really like Trevor Lawrence as a streaming option, but Doug Peterson is a good coach. He is. I don't think he should have been. I don't think, look, I, I love what the Eagles are doing right now. At the time, I was actually upset they fired Doug Peterson. I thought, I was like, they should have let Carson go instead of. Yeah, I was upset. But yeah. Like, I look, I mean, you don't win a Super Bowl and teams don't start hopping on your trend with the RPOs and shit like that. For no reason. For no reason. Like, Doug Peterson is a good coach. And he's turning this Jacksonville team around. I think there's a reason why they're getting the best of Christian Kirk. I always liked Christian Kirk. He just never really... He, kinda, he now has his shot to show that he's a number one receiver and right. he is living up to the he expectations. He was kind of buried behind DeAndre Hopkins, yep. you know, and behind some of these guys for the Cardinals. But... You know, you know, I just we're Trevor seeing Lawrence what he can do. Is the QB ten? Trevor Lawrence is having, a and he good has more year. points than Jonathan Taylor. That's crazy, Ooh. isn't it? Do you know who's one point behind Jonathan Taylor? Marcus fucking Mariota. Oh, that's great. Uh, has forty nine points. Stop drafting running backs. Yeah, it's over. Era. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, it's over. It's it's like your relationships. But yeah, over. no, Trevor Lawrence is looking good. I mean, he's not. You know, six touchdowns in the year, one interception, seven hundred yards. He's, He's looking, looking good. Sides. Well, since we're on those two players, which they are in this other game I have for us to play oh, real quick, it's called Faith or Blasphemy. Whether you believe in where they're at okay. and moving forward or you don't buy it. Oh, all right. So these are guys that are ranked in the top 10 mm-hmm. of their positions. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk. Oh, faith I, or blasphemy? Oh, faith. I have faith. I have faith. faith. I, I, I have faith. I think three weeks is enough of a sample size. He has done well every game he's played in. He's clearly Trevor he's getting, Lawrence's he's number clearly, one. Yeah, he's getting the volume, everything. Clearly, and I I really do believe in him. I believe in it. I think you got a seal. And I I, I think he's going to be in a lot of league-winning teams. I think yeah. so, too. Absolutely. Certainly a lot of playoff I, I teams, for sure. A lot of playoff teams. I'm buying him. Do you guys have faith or blasphemy with Amari Cooper? Faith. I have faith. I, I have faith. So, I... This is tough for me. So, I th- I, I want to have faith, but go ahead, take your own stand. Jacoby Brissett, do it. That's it, Jacoby. Like, yeah, look, look, I mean, I get it. That's a good point. Like the Jets, he went off the Jet. Remember the Jets test? The yeah, Jets that's the test. thing. Like, the Jets test. And but... look, I will say, Amari Cooper, he, he's got Atlanta this week. He's got the Chargers. He's got New England. He's got Baltimore. So there, there's definitely some good matchups in there. Look, I, I'm i buying it, but I wouldn't expect the last two weeks. Yeah. No, I just have faith because of his targets. That's yes, why. For me, it's not like he's getting a lack of targets, double-digit targets these past two weeks. He's gotten over 20 points each week. In our league, even if he didn't get the touchdown, he still had over 20 points. I think he's going to be a very good, maybe every week, flex play for exactly, you going yep. forward. And if your team is good enough, I will say, dude, Deshaun Watson coming back. He's going to hurt him, I think. I, I don't know, because around playoff time for fantasy, if Deshaun Watson comes back... Fuck him. And uh, No, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him, yeah. But if he comes rapist. back, I really, like, maybe Amari Cooper's just good. 
I mean, like the Cowboys. It's always been good. The, the Cowboys are clearly hurting. Look, I mean, right him. now they he's doing it with Jacoby Brissett. So, but all right, he is doing it. So, and it's like he's done it with several different quarterbacks. True. You know, you know, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna buy. All right, we're all. I'm gonna buy. Faith yeah. Yeah. faith on Amari Cooper. Yeah. All right, now I have faith. The next guy, Tua Tagovailoa. Faith or blasphemy? Blasphemy. Mm. I'm not buying it. I'm gonna go faith. I'm, I'm buying, buying it. it. I think if if you're three and zero, you beat the Bills. You did what you did against the Ravens. I mean, you don't throw six touchdowns by accident. I'm, I'm buying it because of Miami's offense. I'm yeah, I'm buying it. I I mean, like you have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And okay, if we're going off of the players bailing him out, Mike Gesicki, like they have a very good offense. I do think Tua will continue to be a very good quarterback going forward. I think he'll be a good. I I don't want to say I think if you didn't draft a quarterback high. He's a great quarterback for you to have. Without it, I'd pick him up. Like if you're like me, stupid ass man, took Kirk Cousins. It is so mid. I, or maybe you took a shot on Marcus Mariota with the rushing, something like that. Or, or you're in a two quarterback league. You know, I mean, I would really. I'm buying Tua. I can't. I got to stick with my guns. So I two and one here. I got to stick with my guns. I've kind of bashed him a lot. I'm sorry, Tua. I mean, I agree. You don't oh. throw six touchdowns by accident. Luca's gonna be happy you said that. You know, yeah. I'm sorry to uh, you. Fuck Luca. You don't do it by accident. <laughs> you know, he could still miss Tyree Kill on his deep routes. He can still miss Jay. Like he's still throwing bomb TDs to these dudes. It's very hard. Uh, I it's mean, very hard to test how good the quarterback is when you have two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. Hey, because it doesn't really matter. If, you could still this suck. Is, this though. is fantasy, man. You could still no. It's true. It is fantasy. But I mean, Mahomes even said himself sometimes he would say, "I fuck it, Tyreek's down there somewhere, and he would just throw it." I mean, like, Devontae you know. or um, Derek Carr has Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller, and he's terrible. Still, you have a point. All right, that's a solid so point. I, that's a solid that point. A I just point. gotta. I I said I didn't believe. I gotta stick with my guns. I don't want to switch. Russell Sorry. Wilson Blasphemy. has Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams, and Jerry Judy. Now, a lot of that is coaching. No, fuck Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel yeah. Hackett. No, it's Nathaniel Hackett. A lot of it. <laughs> buy, buy my shirt for nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. But, so, but, yeah. Yeah. So, we're, we're going to buy on Tua. 2-1 Two, um, for Tua. I think I know the answer to this one. Um, Faith or Blasphemy with Cordell Patterson. Blasphemy. <sighs> See, that's hard. But I'm going to go Blasphemy. I don't buy his shit at all. He's gonna fall off again. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna say blasphemy. I'm gonna also go blasphemy. Um, I I just think the Falcons are bad. Yeah, they're not well coached. Clearly, you can't figure out how to use Kyle Pitts. You're not a good coach. <laughs> like, it just kind of comes down. Like if you really can't figure out this generational freak tight end athlete, like how to use him, then True. you, you should so That's a good point. It's like, a very so good point. I, I don't buy it. He fizzled out at the end of the... He was waiver... It's a fantasy football. He was waiver pickup of the year last year. I bought him last year. He was waiver pickup of the year. Come playoff time, he didn't help you at all. And I think it's going to be the same thing this year. He's a, he's a gimmicky player who's good. He's clearly a good player. Yeah. But I just don't... It's, I he's don't on a bad it. offense. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I think he he's gonna have his games. He's gonna be up and down. He's gonna have stretches yep. where he's not helping you. Gotta, yep. Tamper right. your expectations. Yep. Three blasphemies for that fuck. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, faith or blasphemy? Faith. I think Doug I Peterson was the best thing that could have happened to him at this this early in his career. I agree. Mark, I I want to see what he does against us this week. 
By four, we think this is a track game. Being completely unbiased, we are all Eagles fans here. We got to put down Doug. Looking at it from Jacksonville's <laughs> point of view, <laughs> if you're looking at your schedule right now and you see at the Eagles, that's a tough game right now. Oh, 100%. And I think this game's going to be a big test for Trevor Lawrence. Even if they don't win, I think if Trevor Lawrence plays well this game and the Jaguars' offense looks good, because from, you know, if Christian Kirk looks good and the Jaguars' offense looks good against a defense that neutralized Justin Jefferson, yeah, then, mm. I mean... I'm I'm buying in that case. Okay. I, right now, I will buy right now, but I do You're really skeptical. Wanna, I'm a little skeptical. I really do want to see what he does. I think him beating up on the Chargers in see, LA going was off, a big... Going off of that, though, I don't really know if we can use that because you got to think we really did just shut down Justin Jefferson. They don't have Justin Jefferson. Mm. But so thing, I kind of feel like Christian Kirk is nowhere... Christian Kirk's good. Don't get no, me wrong, but, no, but he's, he's not Justin nowhere Jefferson. near the level. That's why, for me, I don't know if we can really use the Eagles as like the bench mark of like, oh, okay, he's either good or he's not. Because they're shutting down almost every number one wide receiver they go against. I think Trevor Lawrence is good. I'm talking about solely for fantasy purposes. For fan- like, okay. Like, like, am I going to buy, yeah. tra- like, am I going to drop my quarterback to pick up Trevor Lawrence? I mean, I mean, he's obviously. quarterback right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, uh, to be honest, obviously, if you have Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts, you're, you're not going to drop them. Yeah, if you have like one of the top five quarterbacks, you're kind of set. But, but I mean, if yeah, you have, I mean, yeah, I would, t- I, I do. If, if you have Russell Wilson, are you going to drop? I was about him to say, I was, yeah, would you drop I would Russell take, Wilson? I would take Trevor. I would take Trevor, Trevor Lawrence? Lawrence over Russell Wilson right now, personally. I I wouldn't this week. This week, I, yeah, this um, week I would say it might be a little not against the Eagles. The Eagles are. I am down good. on Trevor Lawrence this week because like the the Broncos play the Raiders. Oh yeah. If there's any game to get it right, that is the game. We'll see. All right, we'll go with uh, two last players here. So we got Tyler Conklin and Zach Hertz, the number three and four tight end. I'm going to call blasphemy on Tyler Conklin. I'm going to call blasphemy on Conklin, too. I think once Zach Wilson comes back, that whole offense is going to change. Whether it's Elijah Moore, whether it's Zach Wilson taking 10 carries a game for himself. You know, whether it's Garrett Wilson continues to, who knows? Maybe Garrett Wilson has a diet Jamar Chase season. Maybe. I, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I mean, we're getting to that point with wide receivers. Drake London looks really good He's right now. He's looking that way too. So I'm going to, I'm kind of down. I like Tyler Conklin as a solid flex play. Like he's not going to give you 20 points. He's going to give you like eight to 12 points. Be very solid. Right. But in terms of, you know... I mean, if you have nobody at tight end... I mean, yeah, nobody, yeah. yeah, I buy him, but I wouldn't drop Zach Ertz for him. So, no. so you have faith. I have faith in Zach Ertz. I have faith in Zach Ertz. I have faith, yeah. too. I, I owe Kyler Murray an apology. Sorry, buddy. I think... Um, he's looked good so far. I think D-Hop is going to be the big test when D-Hop comes back. I think, back. if anything, it's going to help him. I think it could help honest. him, but I also think it could take away because you got to think of it... Well, no, because to be fair, Marquise Brown is getting, like, 12 to... Th- 14 targets a game. Dorch is getting 10. Ertz is still getting his targets. Yeah, I was at Ertz. So once Hopkins comes targets. back, but that's also with Rondell Moore out. Yeah, and, and so, look, there are a lot of guys out, but I'm going to buy the talent. Ertz, we know this. Ertz has always been good, you know, and he's still solid. Any reason we uh, skipped the name you had on that list? Which one? The third. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's the fourth, actually. James uh, fourth. Robinson. We all know where I stand on that. Tim buys that. Um, oh, yeah. at, well, mm. I'm going to go blasphemy. I'm also going to... 
I'm going to say blasphemy. Because uh, why? Doug Peterson. I think this is going to be one of those things where we're all talking mad shit on Travis Etienne, and then because we're speaking it into the universe, he's just going to know and tell us to fuck off. That tends and to happen. And I think it's going to be for the first, like, seven or eight weeks, it's going to be the James Robinson show. And then he'll get hurt like he always does. He'll miss a game. Etienne will snap. And then it's going to shift into Etienne's favor. I'm not buying it because it. I think his production's been all touchdowns. Yeah, his production basically has been a lot and of touchdowns. 100 yards rushing this week looked very good, but he's not really catching any passes. Like he's caught one, two, and three passes so far. Hey, it's going up every week. It, it, technically, it <laughs> is, but I think most of his production is coming from touchdowns. You know. Yeah. Personally, I hope he stays this way. I mean, I have him in like four leagues. That's how high I was on him. But if the Jaguars' offense continues to be good and James Robinson stays healthy, can he score double-digit touchdowns? He did have this year? I mean, he did have 100 yards this past week rushing. I, I mean, even if he doesn't but get he did all, have a 50-yard touchdown. He did. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but, I mean, even if he doesn't get the yardage, though, like, is he going to be a guy who's going to score, like, 13, 14 touchdowns this year. Could he be James Conner this he, year? I think, I don't know you if he's going to get just rushing touchdowns, but I think he can definitely score double digit all around. Yeah, I, well, well, I'm saying if the Jaguars offense continues to be good like it has, they're going to have more scoring opportunities. Oh, yeah. I just feel and like, they're not putting Travis Etienne on the goal line. Well, after dropping a wide open touchdown, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like by the end of the season, James Robinson will probably find himself outside like the top 12. He'll probably like, that's the way I feel about it. He's I think he's going to finish around like the eight. The RB8, like, seven-ish range. But it all comes down to ETN. Can yeah, he get he his shit show together? anything? Like, you know, can he like, get it together Because remotely? really, he hasn't shown anything to warrant playing more than James Robinson. Okay. How about, uh, how about we make a bet about it? So, you have him betting at finishing uh, at I'm going to say, I'll say he'll finish anywhere between the five to, to eight range. And I'll say anywhere between 10 to 12. All right. Whoever loses, there's a pie in the other's face. Wow. Don't right, think I forgot right. about you with that fucking Write Mike Thomas down. tattoo over there, bud. Oh, oh, well, oh well, I, I forget said, that. Oh. What did I say? If uh, he you finished get in the top three, tattooed on your back, if, he finished in the top three. Well, <laughs> he hurt his toe this week. So. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the year because of that. So, Not yeah, that's probably was that's for, watch. Uh, you'll get an update. You'll get an update today. Oh yeah, his toe got re-injured and he slipped and fell, and then his leg twisted in the wrong direction. Michael Thomas is kind of another guy though, where he's gotten a lot of his value because of his touchdowns. All right. That's all I have for that game. That'll wrap up yeah. Faith or Blasphemy. Let's get into, let's breeze over pickups because they're pretty light, but. Greg Dorch, if he is out there, get him. Snag him. Get him. I would grab Greg he's, Dorch at he's this a, point. He's a fix right now. Once Hopkins comes back and once Rondell Moore comes back, he's probably not going to be that great, but he has gotten double digit targets the past two games. He's a good flex option. Um, I would keep an eye on, on a Savage AP Ryan. Yep. This week. Uh, especially if Joe Mixon doesn't play, I keep an eye on his injury. Um, especially Craig since running backs are so scarce, I I'm not bothering him or Craig Reynolds. Yeah, I'm not, no. yeah. I think he's just gonna be it's gonna be the fucking Jamal Williams experience. Pretty much, they already put him in when Swift plays. So Zay Jones, I think he's a solid pickup. I would. He's a very solid pickup. I would pick him. Um, Romeo Dobbs. I'm. Picking I would. Him I would. Up. I would burn like twenty percent. I'm picking him up twenty to twenty five of Fab on him. You're picking him up? No, no. I'm, I was about a Mac Collins. No. What do you guys say? You got to stick to your guns if you don't believe in that Raiders offense. 
Yeah, I would. Brother. Well, well, no, to be fair, because I will actually side with him on this one. I actually do like Matt Collins, depending on how much you spend on him, because for some reason it's like Derek Carr just forgets how to throw the ball to everybody but Matt Collins, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, Darren Waller, he's throwing it 50 feet to his left. I think he could maybe. Triple be, coverage with Devontae Adams, and then for some reason with Matt Collins, it's just a dime every single time. So, to be honest, I think he's a waste of money. The waivers, like, I just... It depends on how bad your team is. I think the reason why he's doing so well is because Devontae Adams really isn't, and Darren Waller really isn't. And I think, is I really don't believe in their offense, but I do still think there will be some positive regression for those guys. I think they're just too good yeah. to not get it. So, I'm not buying Mac Collins. What about Devin DuVernay? I say... See, I have him in one league. They're like a couple, of, if, like if you're if you're dealing with injuries this week and you need, like the chance of get somebody getting a touchdown or, or two of them, I think he's a good, he's a flex consideration. Depends on how deep your league is, how deep. Yeah, you are. I would only pick him up if like you really, really like you just got well, like a, a one or zero dollar bid on him, and in case of emergency, throw him in there. They do play yeah. Buffalo this week. That's going to be a good game. That actually is Tre'Davious White even back yet? I don't know. Oh, I, or is he still out? I, I have no clue. Actually, well, that I don't, actually, I don't pay attention because if he's still out, <laughs> that actually leads me into a Bills player. Um, I actually do like um, um Isaiah McKenzie as a waiver grab this week. See, I, Allen is looking at him a lot. Well, well, he's throwing it to him. Is Jamison Crowder still playing? See, because he's he he's was alive. Yeah. Well, he was splitting. Oh, I, I forgot he is on Buffalo. He was splitting uh, slot he snaps did. with. Yeah. He did have nine targets, seven catches last week. They play Baltimore this week, who are dead last against receivers. I would grab Isaiah. If you need a flex, I, I think Isaiah McKenzie's a good bet. Do you think good uh, offense? Stephon Diggs about to have a career in one game. Maybe he will, but I still. <laughs> maybe you just hope he gets a touchdown. Yeah, I, I would take. Take the chance on that, maybe, but uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on it. Yeah, but it is the Bills' offense, so you have a better shot of scoring than anybody. Josh else. Allen's going to throw it forty times anyway. Yeah, so. right. So, so you might as well take that shot. Well, out. technically, you think Diggs is probably going to get like fifteen, ten to fifteen targets. So that still leaves another thirty, twenty-five, thirty targets wide open. Uh, I have. He'll get some. I have uh, one. One for you guys, uh, Josh Palmer. If Allen misses, if Allen misses, yes. If yeah. not, no. I agree. I think I agree with that, too. I agree with what he said. Uh, what about Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota, Daniel Jones? Whew. I mean, like, if you really... Hey, you. The, the, if you're in the two well, quarterback... I mean, Marcus Mariota's fucking outscoring Jonathan Taylor, so... Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're in a two-quarterback league, or if you need a QB for this week, I'd rather bet on Mariota. Yeah. Um, just because of the sole fact that he's a running quarterback. Um, I mean, that's probably it to be honest. I mean, if somebody dropped Aaron Rodgers in your league, I'd pick him up to be honest. I mean, I have, he's, he's I out have, on a lot of waivers. I have waivers. one for you guys. I pick up Trevor what? Lawrence. Who might be out there. He's not in our 14 man league because I was a dick and I drifted him. But, um, Madison. There's no way he's There's, on waivers. If he's on waivers, if he's, he's on, on waivers, waivers drop 50% of your If he's on waivers, I would I seriously throw. do think when Cook comes back, I really do think it's going to be a committee. 
Depending, I, th- I really think this was this might have been the final straw, and it's especially like, if Madison does like he normally does. Depending on how much time Cook misses, or if that comes, I would throw like sixty percent of my fab. Yeah. Yeah. especially if Madison. you're a Dalvin Cook owner. I was a yeah. dickhead and just drafted like five people's hand, but that's uh, handcuffs. But so. because it's look, we don't predict injuries, but we have injury concerns, yeah. and it's been coming to fruition here. And I think if he's somehow on the wire, go get him. And if you drafted him, you might end up having. A solid RB2, low RB1 kind of guy. And uh, Trevor Lawrence? I'd pick him I'd up. I'd pick him I'd up. I'd pick him up if you're desperate. Especially if you need a quarterback. Especially if, two QB league. If you have, like, Russell Wilson, I would. I think I would drop Russell Wilson for Trevor Lawrence at this point. At this point, maybe, yeah. I probably would consider if it. If Tua is still out there somehow, make sure you grab him. <gasps> what about David Njoku? I was about to say David Njoku. He's... Mm. The tight end nine. I will say, and he does play Atlanta. Which is who is, also useless. <laughs> I know, it is useless. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> he had the, the one good week. The Falcons are thirty first against tight ends. Um, he's a good streaming option. I think he did a, have ten targets last week. His targets have gone up every single week. David Njoku kind of does this, so yeah, yeah, he does. At this point, like he'll kind of have like one or two games every year where you're like, oh, that's why he went in the first round, and then just I don't know. It just seems like he's not, like, a focal point of the game plan. We talked about this earlier. It's quarterbacks and receivers. Yeah. Right uh, now, it's Amari Cooper. And, and Nick Chubb, but... Robert Tanyan? Nah. 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 I'd rather pick up Romeo Dobbs. Aiden Hurst? Nah. Irv Smith, I would take him. I've, uh, I pick up Irv Smith. Her targets are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had eight and six. He's, it, it just hasn't been working for him. Yeah, I, w- I would pick up Irv Smith. Um, tight ends are just so mid. Like, like, like we just talked about David Njoku. He's the tight end nine. He had one fucking good week. Yeah, I mean. So. Um, do you guys have anything else? Anybody else? No, I no, think that's I'm, it for the waiver pickups. So, I think that wraps up our show today. And, uh. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Tell your mother, tell your father, tell your uncles about us. And uh, thanks for watching. Yeah, everybody have a great watching, day or listening. Except Nathaniel Hackett. Fuck yep. Nathaniel Hackett. Go fuck yourself. And we are out. Fuck it.